See, that is the name of this podcast. What's going on? Welcome to Here We Go, an NSYNC podcast hosted by me, Peter Sears, uh, comedian, podcaster, but most importantly, and we talk about it a little bit today, boy band reject. Um, yeah, uh, I got some good news and bad news for you guys today. So first of all, we'll just start the show with the bad news. The bad news is there is no lyric breakdown. So if you are one of the people that tune in every week to hear my take on the lyrics. I'm sorry, didn't get into that. The good news, however, is that we have a guest this week. I've been wanting to have this person on for quite a while. It's a great, uh, it's a great interview. Um, we talk in sync. We talk a little Backstreet Boys. We talk a little O Town. We talk about. Um, he was in Mexico. Oh, yeah. just uh, Damn it. I just spoiled it. Um, anyway, <laughs> but you guys are here. Um, he's one of the people, first people that kind of reached out when we started doing the podcast and just, you know, my schedule and his schedule and just different things. But we finally got him on the show. So you're going to take a listen right now to the interview that we had with comedian Marcus Monroe. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, when we when him and I are done, that's the end of the episode. I won't be back um, so if you are listening to this, thank you for listening. Uh, I got a bunch of show dates coming up. Um, the end of the year is a little mellow, just shows in and around LA, but, um, in January we get back on the road again and I'm sure he will be on the road as well. So come to see him or I, maybe we'll both be performing together one day. That'd be a treat, right? But anyway, you guys, uh, take out, take a listen to the, my interview with Marcus Monroe, comedian, former juggler and boy band and in sync lover, just like me. Take a listen guys. Thank you. And, uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right, you guys. So, uh, good news is that you guys don't have to listen to just me this week, which I know some of you guys appreciate. Um, I've been wanting to get this uh, person on the show. Actually, since before we started the show, he was one of the people that I think shared it initially and stuff and kind of gone back and forth. We're both very busy, uh, but we finally have this person today. You guys probably know him. I'm sure a lot of you guys. Um, Award-winning comedian based in New York City. He's been on a bunch of TV shows and uh, I saw uh, you won the Andy Kaufman Award. I did, yeah. Just and I, I was told recently that no one knows what that is. And I was well, like, well... Com- comedians know, and I'm a comedian. Comedians so, know. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, But anyways, guys, uh, welcome to the Here We Go podcast for the first time. Marcus Monroe. Welcome. Hey, to- thank you, Peter. It's great to be here. Uh, love it. Thank you, man. Big, I- big, uh, big fan of the pod. I love... Uh, <laughs> all things boy band so this is going to be a good hour okay Okay, so let me let me let me ask you really quick like sure uh you don't have to tell me how old you are but i assume i assume i'm a little bit older than you but okay i don't know i'm 38 Uh, okay so yeah a little bit older than you okay but you and i both kind of grew up because that was that was one of the reasons why i started this show was 
I was a guy in the late nineties who loved boy. Band. I mean, I go back to new kids. Wow. For my time. Before yeah. I'm a, little, I'm, a, I'm a little bit older. Yeah. Uh, but like, it wasn't cool for dudes to admit that they liked boy bands. Right. Back then. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's like, like, cause like I grew up, I grew up, you know, outside of LA a little bit, but like in the hood. So a lot of uh, gangs and tough guys. And it's like, here's this little Mexican kid who loves boy bands. And then it grew into like a young college kid who loved boy bands. And it's like, it just right. wasn't, it wasn't cool. And I didn't care. Like, I was still like, well, I don't care, dude. I fucking like you guys. Cause I think, and I, I found in this podcast, like there's a lot of people that, were dudes that were probably into the music but not vocal about it 100 percent. i mean you go to a club or a party and it's going to be me or bye 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 comes on every guy all of a sudden knows all the lyrics right. to all the words to you know and i'm like mm. so yeah it's one of those things where i think in the moment you know, in 2000, it wasn't cool to be like a guy and to like this music. But for some reason, 20 years later, 23 years later, it's like, oh, it's cool to like boy bands if you're uh, a dude, you know, like in your 30s or 40s. Like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of fun. It's pop culture, man. It's all around. Like, I think that happens. I think a lot of people, as people get more like confident with their like sexuality, because like a lot of people were like, oh, that's so gay to like in sync. And even <laughs> if you sure. are gay... Even if you right. are, it's okay. And yeah. um, but I think people kind of didn't want that to be labeled as gay for liking a certain type of music or something right. like that. Wasn't I never cared. I always was like out and proud about liking my <laughs> loving boy band. And I was like, hey, you can love boy bands and like girls at the same time. It doesn't have to yeah. be exclusive things. In fact, the guys are singing about wanting to be with girls. So me singing that song actually makes me more straight than you know what I mean. Right. Even though like like I don't you know I think we're all kind of like on a spectrum anyways. But um. <laughs> that's a different podcast um <laughs> like the kinsey scale or whatever but uh yes you're right i think it wasn't so cool but now everyone's like jumping on the bandwagon we're like wait no we were here the whole time right i think like uh and also like uh i would i would defend it just because like well my, my defense was partially like i would love to be in a boy band obviously totally like, oh my god that, how fun, like... can you sing or dance yeah like I mean, I I so I talked I've talked about it a few times, but I actually auditioned for O Town. Wow, how far did you get? Um, I made like a couple cuts, but like that was it. Like I didn't get to Orlando or anything. Um, but Trevor, you know, um, we went to the same college. Wow. Uh, but he so we were freshmen. He was in a fraternity. I was in a fraternity. We were like rivals, but not like like just like they had cool parties. We had cool. It wasn't like we fought mm -hmm. or anything. Right. But he, but he was also, so I grew up in Ontario and he grew up in Rancho, which is like the next city over. Mm -hmm. So it was like, no matter where I went, uh, everybody knew him and they're like, oh, the, the, he's the, he made the band. Like, didn't you try out Peter? And I'm like, yeah, I did. But like, it's fine. Like, we don't have to talk yeah. about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but like, I wanted to be in a boy band, but also like when I would defend it, I'd be like, but you got you, if you're making fun of me for like being, like you said, like gay or whatever, I'm like, go to a concert and see how many girls are there and i like my ratio like i like my chances like do you know what I mean? like why would it's for the same not for the same reason that i became because i used to be a dancer and it's like oh cool you know a lot of dancers are obviously a lot of male dancers are obviously gay but like also mm -hmm. a lot of female dancers are not so it's like yeah uh, I, I don't have to uh fight not fight like physically but Dude. like you know, like my competition is a lot less 
in this world to get a date or to get it like it's just like you guys are missing i think you guys are missing what's going on here you know yeah I, mean? I i think so too that's really funny i went to school i went to school for theater and mm -hmm. you know that genuine you know a lot of guys happen to be gay in theater which is cool and a lot of straight women are in theater the school i went to uh -huh. marymount manhattan for college it was like a four to one ratio of like to guys to girls it was like one four girls oh. for every one guy that went to that school i went to it the, was i went to the wild school um <laughs> <laughs> it was it was fun um you know i wasn't like i'm not saying i was like a big player or anything but like it was just it was just like it was like oh this is kind of cool um but yeah but i totally get it uh funny you bring up o-town i'm actually seeing o-town tonight in new york oh that's right everyone's uh I, I i was i look at the calendar i'm like man that would have been fun to get yeah it's gonna be a good time can't yeah, wait that's that's a, you're they going put on, to the, the pop 2000 right yeah and they put on such a good show man i can't wait i'm actually going with my buddy greg who was in the band dream street oh wow that's a fucking throwback too man that's right crazy. Yeah, so Greg and I are going to go down there and we're, I want to see who gets recognized more, me or Greg. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, so let me so let me ask you a question, Matt. We, we go back to, you know, like I said, late 90s, early yes. early 2000s. Um, what was like, uh, like, just give me like some, what was it about the music or, I mean, I, I just love the music, but like, what was it about that era that, because for me, like for me personally, and probably for people that listen to this podcast, it's the best era of music. Yeah, it's really great. Um, so for me, what like attracted what what I was attracted to about like in sync in general and that kind of genre of music was the energy of the music. Um, and it's still today, like when I go to concerts or see live music, it's all about the energy to me and like the that that just like makes me feel good. Like a live performance, nothing is better than that. Yeah. So to me, you know, it was like. I loved it. And like the catchy mute, like the pop choruses, the catchy tunes, you know, it was just I, I, something about that era. People who are growing up now will never have like TRL was such yeah. a staple for everyone. Now, my parents didn't have we didn't have cable growing up. So oh. I never I never watched TRL like at, I'd have to go to like a friend's house and watch oh, it. And shit. I would all the time. And a lot of my friends would even like record it on VHS tapes and like give it to me the next day or something. Cause I couldn't, I didn't know what was going on. And the right. fact, the funny thing is, is because I didn't have cable, I didn't even know who NSYNC was until before No Strings Attached came out. Like wow. I had known Tearing Up My Heart and Gamma Suspend. Like I hadn't heard those songs before, but I wasn't like a fan or knew anything about them until I heard like Bye 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 for the first time. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like right. the music. I'm up. This is it. This is like, I found my band, you know? Right. That's that's what, that's kind of what I said too. Like uh, when like like because for us, uh, NSYNC's first album and Backstreet Boys kind of came around around the same time, you know, and they were kind of like a little neck and neck. Like NSYNC had more of the upbeat songs, like you were saying, and everything. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like once Bye 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 dropped and No Strings Attached, I'm like, okay, well, I'm 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 Team NSYNC 100%. No, like Backstreet's cool still. Don't hate them, whatever. But like, I'm team in sync. Like these guys came with some bangers, and the choreography. I did hate, I did hate the Backstreet Boys. I was like, no, oh, you really? can't have both. Well, like back then, now I like them a lot. But like yeah. at the time, I was like, you can only choose one. It was like Britney or Christina, in sync right. or Backstreet, like Kanye or Fifty. Like there was <laughs> like a huge. I mean, that was a little later, but there right. was like a, a lot of rivalries back then. 
like, you know, two artists pitted up against each other to see who could sell more records, who could do this or that. And I, I remember, I think there was even like a Backstreet Boys concert and they took out like inflatables of NSYNC and started like hitting them around with bats or something like there were like, they were, I think, really? getting, I think so. Some of them want to fact check me on that. I think that, <laughs> I think that happened, but there, and there were, it was so fun because there were so many boy bands of that era and not a lot of them, not, like C-Note. Do you remember C-Note? No. They were a band. It's funny because they're opening for O-Town tonight. But when O-Town, when the guys, when the guys and yourself were auditioning for O-Town, they, C-Note was one of like the songs that you could choose to sing. Like one of their songs was like one of like the few selections. Yeah. So Trevor told me that last week. And so I was like, oh, that's crazy. He's like, yeah. And they would have broke if we didn't have, like if they had a TV show, like, because they were together first before o-town interesting so trevor was like it was only because we had the tv show that we were like able to break through it's crazy yeah, there was, I, that audition i remember like uh, pretty much everyone sang tearing at my heart that was one of the songs you had to sing a fast song and a slow song and i sang uh-huh. tearing at my heart um and then the slow song i think oh i i know i sang the national anthem i'm trying to remember what the other songs were but yeah there weren't very many songs yeah so when you were there all day you just hear you know hundreds of dudes singing the same song over and over again. I was like, well, you know. Uh, do, do, you rem- do you remember the, can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the first uh, CD or cassette tape you ever bought? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely do. It was uh, Michael Jackson Dangerous. Wow, that was a cassette tape? It was, well, that was, a, that was my first CD. Oh, wow. Michael That's Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson Dangerous was my first CD because cd yeah. i mean we're all old fuck it we're listening to nsync still um they're uh you know cds had probably been out for a little bit but like they were really expensive and i think like michael jackson dangerous was like the first one that was like a little bit more for like i want to say like back then like 15 dollars or something yeah which, which is wild um but it came like in a cool packaging and that was like for me but my first i, I could if i go back and think my first tape was probably rick springfield Oh, okay. Wow. Very, like, you're all over the place there. That's like great. Jesse's girl. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, I think, cool. I think working class dog is a name. It had like a, literally like the cover was a picture of a dog, his dog, Ron, if I'm not mistaken, was his name. All right. It was like the RCA dog is like the same kind of dog. Um, so yeah, I, that Rick Springfield uh, uh, was also my first concert too. My mom took me really when I, when I was like three years old. Yeah. Universal Amphitheater. We saw Rick Springfield. Wow. That's really cool. Do you remember yours? Yeah, I um, Weird Al was the first cassette tape I ever bought. Oh, interesting. Eat it. Eat it. And then <laughs> um, Hanson, Umbop single oh. was the first, first CD I ever bought. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Hanson has a, a, so I used to, I have people that listen know, but my ex-girlfriend's from Oklahoma. So I spent a lot of time in Oklahoma over the last few years. Okay. Uh, so Hanson is from Tulsa. Yeah. And every year they have a Hanson day still. That's awesome. Where like, I would assume at least hundreds of people gather and they do like, I think it's like a two night thing. And they were like local. The thing about people from Oklahoma is that if you're from Oklahoma and you do anything to like put Oklahoma on the map, they love you forever. Oh, that's that's cool. So one of my favorite bands is also from Oklahoma. The all American rejects are from Tulsa. Oh, are they really? Mm-hmm. Is that uh when I see your face, I'm gonna give you hell. I'm, yep, the- yep, yeah. yep. I've it's but uh, is that uh, do they also sing Dirty Little Secret? 
Yep, yep. Swing, swing. Dirty little yeah. secret. Sweat. I, yeah. I saw them um, at a. They were probably fine, um, but the sound was not great. Uh, they did a concert after a Dodger game, like years ago, when they oh, were sure. pretty new, and it was like. It wasn't like this. The stadium was set up for a concert. It was like, here's a right. baseball game, and now we're going to have a concert afterwards. Yeah. But I'll never forget because uh, I, I, I'm a huge Dodger fan. Um, and uh, at that game, because that, I was there that night, and you would just see all these little emo kids running around the stadium, and you're like, these are not here. They, they, these kids yeah. are not here for the game, dude. These yeah. are Totally, totally here for all American rejects, but it was totally. funny. I, I, st I stuck around. I'm like, fuck it, dude. Like, why not? You know, like, whatever. Hell yeah. Um, I, ironically, I also saw uh, Taylor Swift the same way for the first time. A oh, young, nice. a young Taylor Swift. I want to say it was opening day, but it was definitely a day game, and she performed before the Dodger game, and we were all just like, "Who's this chick with the crimped hair and a uh, you know acoustic guitar?" And now she's fucking. Taylor Swift. So yeah, you know, she's like the biggest star in the world right now. That's incredible. Pretty much. I, I heard uh I don't know if you do you do you listen to Lance's podcast at all? Sometimes, or, yeah. Uh, they, oh no, this is actually this is actually it wasn't Lance's podcast. This this was uh Joey was on a podcast recently, uh some like business entrepreneur podcast oh, okay. with some some Funny. dude. Yeah, some dude. Um, but anyway, he was talking about how much like Taylor Swift tickets cost this last this, this last tour mm -hmm. and talking about like potentially what an NSYNC reunion concert ticket would cost um so yeah. I was I was playing around with this if if I'll, I'll just say if um there is a reunion concert how much do you think mm -hmm. an NSYNC reunion concert ticket costs um I definitely a few hundred dollars like for like a decent seat I would say like between like two and five hundred dollars yeah i think it's gonna be more really well that's i, I know like, i mean that's fine i wonder where they're gonna play too like right it, i guess be, it... yeah if they're gonna play like arenas or stadiums right? right yeah i think that's i think that's kind of like the thing like because they can do more dates if they do you know arenas but if they're gonna do stadium mm -hmm. i mean maybe they can do as many dates but like yeah, I think that'll play a difference, but I still think they're gonna be a lot of money. Like I was thinking, like, like a thousand dollars. Wow. Well, I would do that. I've spent, I've spent that to see like the Backstreet Boys before. So I would. Really? I would, yeah. Trevor and I went to the Hollywood Bowl. And oh shit! I spent, yeah, yeah. I spent like two k on tickets, and it was we had a great time. Was that was that secondary market, or was that like? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. I think I bought like. I think I did. Was that, was that was that DNA? Yeah, it yeah. was. It was so good. It was just uh, last like two summers ago. So fun. Yeah, I remember. I was uh, I was on the road somewhere. It's hard. So you came all the way out to LA to do that. Good for you, man. I did. Yeah. I mean, I had shows out there too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But oh, just so happens the Factory Boys are in town, and <laughs> then right. You know, but of course, I just I booked shows around that. <laughs> sure. That that's a that's my life dude i i see cool shit that i want to go to i mean you know you're a comic too this, mm -hmm. this is we're not going to talk about comedy guys don't worry maybe a little bit but so let me ask you this because i get this a lot um for me when i travel i can't go to a place um that uh if i know there's a comedy club in the city 
I can't go there just like for fun. Ah, uh-huh. it's really bad. You because you want to <laughs> because you want to perform. Yeah, and like also like I want to make money, and I'm like if I can go to let's just say hypothetically speaking, um, Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm only saying that because I met a girl from there this last weekend and I want to see her again, but whatever. Um, but I'm looking at it and there's a comedy zone there. I'm like, okay, well, I would love to see her, but I also mm-hmm. would love to see her while I'm making money. Yeah. Also, like just that that like that anxiety of like I can't be in a city knowing that there's comedy going on and not being able to do the comedy. Like I yeah. I'm even okay with like a guest set, but I would prefer to like just book work. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. Like I think when you can draw and like bring in like hundreds of people in any town you're in, that'll be like no problem at all. Right. Right. And I know like my buddy, Rory Scoville, he's a comedian based on LA Mm -hmm. and he did a show. He did a tour that kind of followed tool around on their tour. He's a big tool fan. And so I think the day was that with like Nick Yusuf also. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So like the day before or the day after the tool concert, they would do a show in that town. Yeah, and they'd yeah. follow up, like go to the tool concert, you know, like so like they kind of that 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 would be fun to do. Like and and my wife and I love to travel together. And I think she would love like if we followed like, I don't know, someone like Vance Joy or someone that we both love together around on their tour, uh-huh. but also book shows around it. That would right. be so fun. Is your wife a comic also? She's not a comic. No, but okay. she's very funny. But she's not a comic there. Um, yeah, I, I did something similar with baseball a couple years ago. I was trying to go to all the major league ballparks. Oh, fun. Uh, and I did it. Like, I got I got very far, but, like, there were venues and clubs, a couple clubs closed, a couple venues canceled, and then I had ended up just not, for the same reason, like, I'm not, not going to go to the city and not make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just, I didn't get the full thing. I only did, like, 20 cities, but whatever. Yeah, that's cool. That's still really fun. It's fun, right? Like, mm-hmm. so, so I, but I, I also do that. Like, I'll see like an event, like a concert or a sporting event in a city, or like I, I like wrestling too. And I'm like, okay, well, if I can book some shows and then I can go and then I can do this event still. Like, I don't know. It's fun yeah. about our job, you know. The fun thing about like wrestling too is there's a lot of wrestling themed comedy shows usually around like the yeah. big events right yeah, yeah and yeah. so i've done a few of those where i'll do like hop on like a dolph ziggler comedy show oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and do those and then go see like wrestlemania or something right. those are yeah. those are fun yeah it's great uh mm-hmm. cool man uh so uh let me ask you a question so what was it about what else what, what was it about in sync that made you be like yeah these are my dudes um, I think it was like the I first of all, I fell in love with like the music even before I knew who they were. Right. Like I saw and then I remember I was in like, OK, so I was a theater kid. So I was in like a summer theater camp. I was I think I was going into. I want to say like sophomore year of high school. So this was like the year 2000. Okay. And um, I was just like, oh, man, these are like <laughs> I was like, uh, this song is awesome. I love this song. And then I would like see like video clips of them on like donnie and marie or the rosie o'donnell show <laughs> and i was like oh these guys are awesome and, like their dancing's cool people seem to like them they're clean cut dudes like wearing fun clothes and they, they, they're seeing and you know what was really funny was like how funny chris was and chris i think was like one of the funniest dudes i'd ever like seen before because he never took himself seriously if you ever right. 
ever watched any of those old interviews, like he was always cracking like jokes that were actually like really funny. And my mom and I, I remember we, I, I once bought, um, Joey put out a thing called the real in sync, which was like home video footage of them in the early days. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, it's, uh, it, he had, he had a camcorder around when they were like first starting out. So he recorded all this stuff, all this footage. And my mom and I watched it and we just kept laughing out loud of like the hilarious stuff Chris would say. And so like when Chris and I became friends, I told him that I was like, man, like my mom and I would like bond over how funny you were. And like, I loved the music and she loved like your personality. It was just so fun. Um, yeah. So I, I guess what to answer your question, it was like the whole package I was yeah. attracted to the energy, the songs, the music, the vibe, you know, the dancing was cool. The performance aspect I really liked. I mean, they're showmen. So that, yeah. it, was, it was just cool. And it was something that I was like, oh, these are young guys. Maybe I could one day do this because I was in theater. I was taking voice lessons. I was taking I was in dance classes. Um, it was something that I was like, oh, this is this is really cool to see. How'd you get into comedy from all that? That's a good question. So when I was like nine or ten, I got a book that taught me how to juggle. And then I like would like make like juggling shows and I would do juggling shows for money, like to pay for it was like my job growing up really? juggling yeah and juggling. i only kind of yeah yeah i would do like i was like a world famous juggler i would i was <laughs> um i was i would i i only stopped it a few years ago to do comedy but i was like um i i probably did everything you can do as a juggler like in terms of gigs and, right. and notoriety like i was on the jenny jones show juggling i, I was on abc family switched i um I opened for a lot of bands, including Hanson, B2K, Gavin DeGraw, Cake, Amy Mann. Really? Um, yeah, I did a lot of like crazy things in the juggling world. But my show then, it started out as like extreme juggling show. Like I do dangerous stuff. And then I decided to make it like funny too. So I would write jokes for it. And they, they were all original jokes. I would never use jokes that other people did in their shows um because it was just like I, everyone's done it you know so i try to be as original as possible when creating my routines and then i decided that i you know what i just like being funny so let's just do comedy so i took the juggling out of the act and just wrote bits wrote jokes and then became um like a full-on stand-up and i will say though if you come and see my hour on the road when i'm headlining usually not all the time but sometimes if it's good, if you guys are a good crowd, I'll end the show with uh, some juggling if there's time. And it's oh, never wow. great. It's never <laughs> good anymore because I don't train or practice anymore. But it's kind of fun to do because I do talk about juggling in my show. And then it's fun to actually like see me do it. So, OK, so let me ask you this. I'm sorry, you guys. I said we weren't going to talk comedy, but, you know, because uh, I, I talk about how I used to dance in yeah. my act. like just a little bit just to touch on it because it sets up one of my jokes but yeah whenever, whenever i do that i would say eight times out of ten it's usually a girl someone will yell out let us see you dance show us your dance moves or something and i'm just like no that's not why i'm here like i'm not yeah just, yeah i can't what do that kind so, of dance did you do though uh like like hip-hop choreography like i mean literally like i used to take class with wade all the time wow uh, like so I you just, can really dance i mean I'm yeah, I can still dance a little bit. Uh, that's cool, man. So, look, dude, you you were meant to be a pop star. I mean, that's I know, but like, I love comedy though. But also, like, yeah. like there's 
I think I was just born to perform sure. and I didn't know comedy. Like I always loved comedy, you know, even as a kid, but I never really thought about it as it just seems so hard to me and singing and dancing like that's just like, yeah, that's normal. Like I've always done that, you know? Uh, and, but then it was like, literally like the first time I got on stage um, to do stand up, like my first joke and I got some laughs, like I didn't crush, I'm not delusional, but like just the fact that I got laughs on my first joke and I was like, oh, well, this is what I do now. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is what, this is that thing that I've been, and I mean, I still love, you know, singing and dancing and whatever, but like comedy was like, oh yeah, this is, uh, yeah. Having a microphone, having the audience's attention, like having them laugh at stuff that I wrote. Mm -hmm. like, it's so go, good. The it's best go, feeling. It's go time, dude. It's go time. It's go time. Yeah. Uh, but so, but so, do people yell out like when you talk about juggling that they want to that they want you to juggle? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes they do. I, I usually don't give them the opportunity to do that, but you know, I don't mind. It's cool. It's different. Um, yeah, 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 sets me apart. So, yeah, sometimes I'll be like juggle something, and uh, sometimes I will, sometimes I won't. It just depends right. on how I'm feeling and if right. I feel like it's gonna be good. That's the same. That that's the same. How I'm like if. If I'm feeling like the dance won't take away from my comedy, then I'm like, okay, I'll show you guys a little something. Yeah. But yeah, it if, must be hard though to do that because without like music playing, it's hard well, that's just a, to like dance. Yeah, you know? that's the thing. I'm like, I'm like, if there's a DJ, if the DJ's in the back and he could play music right now, I'll do something. And then it's usually not. And so it's like, all right, well, sorry guys. Go. And do you, but, would you just like freestyle something or do you have like something prepared that you would do? Yeah, I would just freestyle. I, I would okay. be like, play you know if you if if the dj's there which nine times out of ten they're not in the back once i start you know <laughs> mm -hmm. then i'm like sorry guys you know so i'll just freestyle like whatever like yeah i can cool. still dance a little bit there's that one it. new um dance move on tiktok that, that everyone's doing where it's like you float kind of it looks like you're floating you know what i'm talking about uh, uh i forget something slide it's called and that looks so fun. It's like the new moonwalk. And I, I really want to learn how to do that. But I'm wait, so describe it again. It's like you step over your foot, but it looks like you're floating. And like you're, it's, oh, it's hard to explain, but it's, if I can find, like my, my for you page used to be like full of it, but <laughs> I think people are call, calling it like the new, the new moonwalk kind of thing. It's really okay. cool though. Interesting. I don't, yeah. I, 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 I unfortunately, I, I I go on TikTok, I post, but like I don't like look at good good for stuff. you. It's hard. It's I I've been on there a lot less than I used to be, and it's okay. I'm a much healthier person. Yeah, I just I mean like I full disclosure like I spend enough time on between like Instagram X and Facebook that I'm just like I can't put any more time into this other thing. Like I'll post on there, and then that's it's like posting mm -hmm. ghosts like that's basically the thing um, yeah, okay so let, so let's talk about uh okay first of all uh actually no I'll we'll talk about this afterwards uh obviously new song in sync um i cried listening to it the first time but Did like you? oh yeah dude like just wow. so much just like cuz when i started this this podcast started as like not like a joke but like you just started in sync podcast you're the only straight dude i know that likes in sync and i'm like that's actually a pretty fucking good idea. Like, cause there's always, there's been girl ones. And I think there's some other ones now that have some guys on there or whatnot. But um, I just like, I, I missed, you know, we all, I feel like, I don't want to say like slighted cause that's not the word, but like, you know, we all didn't realize they were going to not be together for 20 plus years. So there's right. always been that kind of like 
yearning for something. Um, and then we start the podcast. And then like a few months ago, we kind of get these little hints that Justin drops that they're like in the studio. We're like, wait, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, we're having a new song that's coming out. We're like, wait, are you serious? Yeah. And then, it... And then it, it's like, it was like, okay, so now it's like, okay, no, we're getting a new song. This is a reality. And then we just waited for the day. I think it was September 29th. And then I heard it and it was just like, yeah, dude, like it, I got really emotional and I, I know I'm not the only one, but mm-hmm. uh, what what were your thoughts on not, not, not like just like the the significance of it all? Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you did a pretty good job right there explaining <laughs> how I felt too. Like it was um, you. Yeah, we got these little hints and like a lot of like the troll. So it, it was an interesting time because it was during the strike. So they yeah. weren't allowed to really say a lot of stuff. Um, then the VMAs happened, right? And they presented Taylor with the thing. And that was before I think their song came out, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. And so she, uh, was, she was like, What's going on? Are you guys going to be doing a thing? Yeah. I think it was like the day before. No, it was a couple weeks before. Yeah. 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 Because the, the VMAs are usually in like the beginning of September or like the end of right. August. So, yeah. 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 So I think the VMAs were before the song came out because it was like a surprise that Insane yeah, yeah. was going to be there um so it was like it was pretty exciting to see that and they couldn't promote the song at the vmas but i know i talked to lance and he said they were going to perform they were they wanted to perform the song at the vmas but weren't able to um so yeah i mean i i i really enjoyed listening to the song it's um uh it you know it has a new it doesn't sound like an instinct song it sounds like i mean it, it does but it doesn't you know, there was a 20 year gap. So yeah, it's, it's, an, not it's, like, a, it's an evolution. That's what exactly, I exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, <clears throat> so it does sound like a current NSYNC song, but not one that you'd hear in the like 2000s. Right. Um, with like the synths and everything like that. So I thought it was great. And um, I did see um, I was went to Mexico with Chris, I think. Um, oh, that's what I want to talk about. You were on the fucking cruise. Uh, yeah, we went to uh, we went to Mexico. It wasn't a cruise. It was um uh, Pop Two Came Paradise. So it was O Town oh, and LFO okay. and Chris, myself, um, Ryan, and I think that was it. And we all just kind of uh, performed like on different nights. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember I saw that. I, I saw the. I was on. I, I I I know I was on the road, and I was like, "Fuck, I can't go." But then I saw that you. I was like, "Dude, that's fucking cool. He's fucking performing comedy." Yeah. On, on a show with you know a bunch of pop stars like that's yeah it was it was really fun it was it, it was like you know i think i started my set being like i don't belong here but i'm happy to be here like yeah I, kinda, I don't know how i got snuck myself into this fest but it's i'm stoked to to be a part of it um yeah it was it was wild it was a lot of fun yeah uh, i think vacation jams are the are the guys that did the um like promoted the the pop 2000 paradise they did a great job Okay, it was it. Was, where was it at? It was, I know it was in Mexico, but where? Um, Playa del Carmen, I believe. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, that must have been a time. Yeah, it was so fun, really did fun. You, did your wife go with you as well? No, she had other. She had work and stuff to do, and uh, she was actually visiting her daughter who was about to have a baby, so oh. she didn't get to. Uh, yeah, so she was on like uh, on plane mom. So unfortunately, she didn't get to go, but we had a great time. Wait, so are you like a? Step grandpa? Yes, I am. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty fun, that's, huh? That's wild. Yeah, I, it's pretty cool. I, 
I have a, I have a, we're, I mean, we're at the age, you know, which is weird because I don't feel like I'm at the age, but I, I kind of have a joke because I have a lot of friends that have grandkids and it's just like, dude, I'm not even like, I'm not a parent, but oh God, a grandparent just seems like, I don't know. I feel like we're so young, but it's, it's a reality, you know? Yeah. It's, it's fun, man. My life is crazy. I love it. Wouldn't change it for anything. Um, very happy. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to hang on one second. Uh, um, okay, so let, let's talk about this Mexico thing. So, I, how how many people are there? Like a few hundred, a few thousand, a few hundred for sure. It was a tons okay. of people. I'm not sure how many, but it was uh, excuse me. It was quite a few. It was a great turnout. So good that they're going to do it again next year, I believe. Oh, really? All I think right. So yeah, that's exciting because I will. I would like to go. I would. I would purposely not book myself that weekend just so i can go and experience every time every time pop 2000 comes through i'm always on the road i'm like because they kind of like and and they kind of always uh it's not like last minute but it's not like you know like like i I already know like i I bought tickets to see blink in july but like in like september or something like almost like a year you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like Concerts are so far in advance now, and and I feel like with Pop Two Thousand, like the dates kind of like are closer. But I did see that they're going to be here in LA uh, the first weekend of April, so I made sure to not book. Oh, awesome! Myself. Yeah, definitely go check it out. It's a yeah, fun cause, show because I've never been. Like it's always like you know that I always just miss them, and I'm like, ah. But um, okay. So did you were you like the the op- like the first act? So no, so every night there was like a different type of show, right? Oh, that's right. So, it was multiple nights. It was yeah, it was like like five or six nights, and I could only my schedule only allowed me to go for like three nights. So I came halfway through, and I did I performed on the last night okay. of the of the fest, and I did uh, Trevor uh, and I did like a comedy show together because Trevor does stand up and. Trevor from O-Town. And then, yeah. so I, he, he went, he did like 20 minutes. I did like 40 minutes and uh, that was it. So fun. Okay. So cool. Um, Billy Gilman was there. David Cook was also there. He won American Idol. It was just such a fun, oh, a uh, Carl, oh, Carl, we- Carl Weiner. I think that's his last name. He does like this incredible looping beatboxing uh guitar singer songwriter very cool what is her oh interesting carl wachner carl wachner he's australian really okay. cool guy i was actually like a fan of his before and then he was like happened to be there i was like oh my gosh <laughs> he's so good he's like does all this looping he's huge on tiktok he's great no way that's cool yeah, uh, okay so i i know you know chris a little bit uh so I, i've said this a million times but i think it's probably different now because more people have discovered the show. But initially, I think I would say 90% of the people that listen to this podcast listen to it because Chris posted it on his Instagram. Oh, that's so cool. I know. I, I And I've never, I mean, I thanked him just through messaging and I've never had any, I've never, I haven't met him, but mm-hmm. I always give him props because I'm like, you know, starting a podcast is hard. Uh yeah. And when you have the fucking founder of the band you're starting a podcast for, share the podcast. It's like he didn't have to do that. So I'm always grateful. Our founding, our founding father. Yeah. And so whenever meet him, I will thank him personally and be like, dude, thank you. Because 
I don't think I would have kept, I mean, I probably would have kept doing it because I don't care if people listen or not, but I, I think a lot of people listened initially because he just shared it. And I hadn't even had an, ep- I hadn't even had an episode yet. Oh, wow. Like That's he had good. no idea what the show was going to be about and he still shared it. I'm like, thanks. Dude. That's fun. You know? Good for him. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. Like it's fucking, it's awesome. Uh, so, okay. So how do you do like, as far as like uh being you're you're like because you have connections to some of the guys so how did let, let's talk let's have some fun and just talk about how you guys have crossed paths with some of the guys and you kind of yeah became- it's kind of an interesting story what happened was i was in salt lake city doing a college show with my wife and uh doing uh, like probably i was probably doing juggling yeah i was for sure doing a juggling show <laughs> really? uh, at some college in salt lake city and we were like stopped at like wherever they do like the Sundance Film Festival, we were just like hanging out over oh, there. Oh yeah, Park City. Park City. We're in Park City, and I saw on Twitter that Lance was having a cruise, and oh. I was like, and I perform on cruise ships, so I'm like, oh, right. are you? I was like, oh, this looks fun, and then I like tweeted to the promoter, and I was like, hey, I'd love to get on this cruise as a performer. He's like, well, all right, let me see what I can do. I sent him a video and an email. Two hours later, I was booked on the cruise as a performer for Lance. Wow. So it didn't take time any time at all. And uh I get I so I didn't know Lance at all. And Lance and Joey were on that cruise. Same with Nash Overstreet and Ryan Cabrera. So I read so um the first day of the cruise, I am very excited, but I'm also like, you know, yeah, you a little play nervous. Cool. Play cool. And we did like a meet and greet thing with all the fans and no one knew who I was, honestly. Like I was just like I didn't have a big social following. I was just kind of like, I'm just a drone. And I think Ryan and I know, I think Nash thought I was just like a passenger, like that just like is hanging out over there or something. And then I performed. Then after I performed, it was like, oh my gosh, that was so good. Like it it really kind of like changed the way everyone kind of saw me there. And I mean, Lance was always so sweet to me and very nice. And um, in fact, um, so that was in 2017. In 2019, uh, Lance actually came to my show in Los Angeles. It was so awesome to have him there. Uh, oh, yeah. I did like I played the Dynasty typewriter and he came out. So cool. But Joey was also on that cruise and Joey and I became like instant buds. And I remember we, we performed like Rent the musical together. On, oh, wow. On, like because uh, I had to like kill time before uh, um before Lance, it was a long story, but I was trying to kill time before uh, Lance was running late to a thing. And they're like, Marcus, get up there and do something on stage in front of all these people. So um, I was a little high. I had uh, Lance, <laughs> one of Lance's friends had these like weed brownies and I just kept like eating them thinking, I don't feel anything. And I felt, oh, no. I felt something. I The highest I've ever been was on Lance <laughs> Bass's cruise. And I was like completely on the moon trying to remember Rent with and performing it with Joey Fatone and I can't sing I can act decent but I can't sing and but I'm singing on the mic and everyone's just like what is going on so it was wild that's that's great man that's a great yeah. story and then I met uh Chris a couple of years ago at the Pop 2K tour we became instant friends right over here is the signed t-shirt oh that shit Chris wore on the celebrity tour whoa um, um, he gave that to me in Mexico as a gift and it was very nice so I framed it wow yeah that's that's awesome now if you care i can try to get like a better view of it uh, no that's fine i mean 
you guys it's a great i mean just the principle of it all is yeah it's fucking pretty cool sweet. it's a That's red awesome, shirt man. yeah that well, was dude. fun yeah that i mean like i said uh i remember uh you kind of i think i'm pretty sure you shared it or you commented or something but like that was kind of like how i discovered you when i started the podcast and i was like oh here's another guy that is into to boy bands and he's also yeah. a comedian which i like again i feel like now more guy comedians like a, a couple of my friends are in like you know like oh yeah like i like them too i'm like yeah but i feel like you were the guys that weren't publicly open about it back in those days and didn't have my back in those days but now you guys do so it's you know we still welcome all of them you know but i know mm -hmm. that i got a lot of shit back in the day from you know vocalizing the fact that i was into it but um let me ask you a question so let's talk reunion and then we can get out of here um you know we kind of put the dollar amount whatever um obviously the guys are all kind of saying similar things in interviews and whatnot like oh we all got to sit down and get together and you know the the timing has to be right and whatever and all that stuff um how big do you think this tour would be I don't believe, first of all, I don't believe any of that. <laughs> I, I, I think they know what they're doing. I that think is... there's going to, I don't know firsthand, but I think there's going to be a tour and an album at the end of 2024. And this... I think there'll be an album in 2024 and a tour in 2025. Right. This is what I think. And this is, and this is what I, I talked about it last week, but I'm like, I feel like they're all giving like the PR answers. Mm-hmm. Like they can't say this is because then like everyone will lose their shit. And obviously Justin's got a new album coming out pretty soon. So that's going to happen. Do, wait, does he really? <laughs> does he? Justin? Yeah. 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 Are you joking? What? No, I didn't know about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's uh, I mean, there's, there's not a release date, which is uh, okay. interesting, but I feel like it's going to come out next month. Like, I don't next know. Month. I think so. it's been done for a while. It was it was done before, like before we even knew that there was a new song from NSYNC coming out. Like it's been done for wow. a few months. Wow, I didn't know yeah. that. And uh, so, and then you know, Joey and a couple of the guys have been like, "Yeah, like Justin's going to tour on his new album and whatever." Um, but like, like I said, like all these things that they're saying in interviews and stuff, I think are the PR answers because they don't want everyone to lose their shit. Um, just just like they never said anything about there being a new song. Like they kept that under wraps for months. Right. And the, oh man, the thing that bothers me is that look, so I, I know Joey, Lance, and Chris. We're friends. I have their numbers. We text. No big deal. Right. Name drop. But I never <laughs> I, well, this is the place to do it. Yeah, yeah. I no. never I never asked, like, hey, what's up with this? What's up with that? I never do that. Um I would say two weeks before two or three weeks before the vmas and before they announced their new song uh joey and i joey texted me he's like hey i'm in new york tonight do you have any shows i can come to and i said yeah i'm at the this new york comedy club come through so he rolls up and we're like chatting I'm like what's new with you man like i'm trying like i'm not like hinting like i want in sync gossip but yeah. but i was like dude like you know i'm a fan like why wouldn't like like I got an in sync like what like tell me like what's up dude like what you know? right. <laughs> and then and then like he didn't give me any hints at all like that's how like 
Wow, yeah. That's how crazy. Like, you know, you'd think he'd be like, dude, hey, you'll be happy in a couple weeks. Like, you'd, like something like that. Nothing. Well, that's Not why I, a thing. that's why I think like, I mean, like other than like Lance's mom, who was in the studio, like I, I don't I think there is a very short list of people that knew because because at the, it's the old quote, Benjamin Franklin, three people can keep a secret if two of them are dead. Like that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's like one of my favorite quotes, but that's real. But they kept it under wrap for like, what, six months or so, like like a long time. So that to me, and I, I don't have any insight at all other than just reading and just looking for clues or as the NSYNC fans say, trolling for clues. Um, but like, I got to think that they do kind of have a plan. They just can't say it yet because of different, whatever for whatever reason. But I think those are all the PR uh, answers. Yeah, I, th- I think you could be right. I think you could be right. I mean, um. Yeah, who knows, man? Who knows? It's gonna be I, it's gonna be fun. See what happens, and I'm I'll spend all my money on it. I don't care. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I'm like exactly like I I said it last week, but I'm like if it's a thousand dollars, okay, cool. Like I will I'll figure it out. Um, I I have a special uh, one of one of my friends who's been on the podcast a couple of times. She's big. That's how we bonded initially, and in our friendship was that she was an NSYNC fan or a Justin fan. Um, she's like a financial planner. Um, and so she's like, yeah, I have a separate bank account just that I'm putting money for like tickets into that. Like, that's all that's in that account. And I was like, that's a good idea. She's a financial planner. So I'm like, that's a good idea. So that's what I'm going to do. Exactly. I mean, yeah, dude, because then it's like, you don't even have to think about it when it happens. Like, you know, I told this, I told this story, uh, it's been a while, but, um, so when 2020 experience, the, like the tour came to be, um, you know, I, I had just started doing stand up, and I wasn't making money from it. Cause you don't make money. from mm-hmm. it. Sometimes you don't make money when you're doing it for a long time still. But, mm-hmm. um, I was just like, I, I wasn't in a position to buy tickets when they went on sale. So then I was forced, cause I was still going to go. But then I was forced to uh, to buy them like from StubHub or whatever. And so I was like, just like scouring, like, all right, between StubHub, SeatGeek. I was even, this is back when you could still buy tickets like on eBay. I don't know if you remember that far yeah. back. You used to be able to buy concert tickets on eBay too. And I was just yeah, like, yeah, I remember that. Going everywhere trying to find the cheapest tickets. And then I'm on Craigslist also looking for tickets. And I find this guy who is like, Hey, you know, have two tickets, floor, floor seats. Um, not trying to make a profit. I just need money and I can't go. It was like this kind of like sad story. You know, it was like $200 each mm-hmm. and I'm like, fucking let's go dude. Like I, yeah, like I, and it was perfect. Cause I was like, that's face value. Cause they were going for like six, $700 for like normal seats at that point, you know, yeah, um, yeah. Like StubHub and everything. So I, I meet up with this guy and, uh, meet him at a coffee shop in Hollywood. And I'm, I'm not even joking, dude. Like mm-hmm. he, if I describe the way he looked, it's me 10 years ago. Like he's a younger kid, clean cut Mexican dude. He's driving a Honda Accord, like dressed nice. Like I'm like, yeah, this wow. is cool. He's, he says he's in college. Like I'm like, yeah, dude, like that's me, right? I buy, uh-huh. the t- I buy the tickets from him. He gives me an envelope. It's got the receipt in it and everything. And I'm so excited. I'm going to 2020 experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. Take, oh, I no. Take, I, I hate this. I take my little brother oh, and man. we walk up to Staples Center and uh, tickets 
I, I scan the tickets and they don't scan. And uh. it's like, these tickets aren't scanning. I'm like, what do you mean? And you're like, it's not scanning. Go to the box office. I go to the box office. I'm like, yeah, I tried to get in. They said the tickets won't scan. And they were like, and they scanned them. And the girl looks at me as if I'm like, she's like, these are fake tickets. And then my heart just dropped because I was, I realized that I had been like, you know, I got hustled, you know? Yeah. And then, and then, and then she's like, where do you, where did you get these? I was like, they're fake. She's like, where did you get them? And then as it came out of my mouth, I, I was like, I bought them off of a guy on Craigslist. And as it, as it came uh, out of my mouth, I was like, I it just, I, my, my heart dropped, you know? Yeah. And, but at this point I'm already at the fucking concert. So I can't like, I can't not go to the concert. And it's right, like, of course. So I tell my little brother, I'm like, Hey, I, we're probably not going to have floor seats, but we're going to get into this. Sh- we're like, I, I, and I don't, the thing is, Marcus, I don't really have the extra money. I like the $400 mm-hmm. was like perfect, but yeah. I'm not, but I'm not going to miss this concert. So I go, I take out another $400. And this is, like I said, this is 10 years ago. Cause I, the, the reason wow. why, the memory just popped up on Facebook, which is why I was like, holy shit, dude, it's been 10 years. Wow. Uh, um, so I walk around. This is back in the day. It's only 10 years, but where you could still buy tickets from like a scalper, like at the event, you know, mm-hmm. now you can't really do that because everything's on your phone and whatnot. So right, I'm, looking, true. I'm looking around these scalpers, guys are holding up tickets and I'm like, how much, how much? And everyone's like trying to charge ridiculous amounts of money. So then I see a guy that I recognize as one of the scalpers at Dodger Stadium. Oh, okay. Shady as fuck. Like the like I'm looking, looking, shady looking as mm-hmm. fuck, dude. But I'm like, I recognize him, so I know he's legit because I always see him selling tickets to Dodger Stadium. I go up to him, I'm like, hey man, right. I need two tickets. He's like, How much you want to spend? I was like, I'm not looking to spend that much money. Um, I actually just bought two tickets that happen to be fake. And the guy's like, Yeah, oh, man, you bought some fake tickets. What'd you do? Get them on Craigslist. And I was like, yeah, Dick. Like I Actually, fucking... yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh man, you can't go on Craigslist. You gotta come to us. I'm like, I get it. And so long story short, I, I was like trying to hustle with him. He was trying to charge me 500 I was like, I only have $300, which I had 400 but he didn't know that. Because I only had 300 And he's like, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. I was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go better. He's like, all right, man, 300 for two. And then they were like, they were also like really good hundred level tickets. And so I was like, but I, I can't, I can't give you the money unless I know the tickets are good. So he gave one ticket to my brother. My brother walked in and when it scanned, I was like, okay. And then I gave him $300 and then we got to go to fucking 2020 and it was, nice. best, and it was the best concert ever. Um, but I spent, wow. seven, spent $700, which was a lot of money back then. And it's still kind yeah, of a lot of money. A, but that's still, dude, that's still a lot of money. Dude. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's it's still crazy. a lot of money, but I'm thinking about like, what I'm going to spend on whatever is coming. I mean, I'm going to spend money on Justin's tour and then I'm going to spend Start money saving up now. Just save like your change, you know, or like put $20 a, a week away yeah. in like a drawer somewhere or a shoe box. And yeah, like, that's what I'm doing. I do. And I also do like, you know, you know, we're comics. So I have, I sell merch. I always put a little bit of my, oh, merch, yeah. my merch away. Cause that to me mm-hmm. is like, I have the money to buy more merch that I use that for. And then I use, I have some of it for fun and then I put some of it away. So that's kind of like my system and that's what I'm going to do. So that's beautiful. You know. That's great. Uh, well, dude, I, I appreciate you finally getting, I'm excited that you finally got on here, man. I, I really appreciate um, Me too. This was so fun. I'm glad we got to talk boy bands for an hour yeah, on a Sunday. Right? That's like my favorite thing to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> Two straight dudes talking about boy bands on a Sunday morning, dude. Thank hey, you. Uh, hey. I'll, 2023 I'll, I'll, baby 
I'll put, like I said, I, I feel like uh, a lot of the people that listen know who you are because you're connected with the guys and you've done stuff and whatnot. But um, I'll put oh, your uh, I'll put your info in the show notes. But uh, just tell okay. them how to find you on social in case they don't know how to use show. Sure. Me. Yeah. Just search Marcus Monroe on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook. Just uh, yeah, I should be like the first Marcus Monroe to pop up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, come follow me for jokes. And I have a yeah. Patreon as well. And I do post some boy band content onto the Patreon. Some, oh, hell yeah. uh, some stuff from Mexico and all that stuff. So uh, check out the Patreon. $3 a month. So not too bad. That's yeah, great. At all. Dude, thank you, man. Uh, okay, one more time, you guys. Marcus Monroe. Uh, Marcus, hang on for one second, buddy.